Motherfucking Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. It's me, uh, your boy, Stu With me, as always, most of the time, nobody. Nobody's here. I'm by myself. I live a lonely life. Do, do, do. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I do appreciate it. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why you listen. But I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, I thank you very much for doing it. Uh, right off the bat, here. Let's see if uh, we can if we can hear this. Hold on a second. Let's see what we can do right here. Uh, that was kind of weak. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. But I cracked open a Coors banquet. Why did I do that? Why did you do that, Stu? Uh, I did it because we're doing a new bracket beer. We're doing beer, 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 I was asked to do another bracket, so I'm like, fuck yeah, you're right. It's time to do another bracket. It's been a long time, and let's do another bracket. So I asked people to put in their suggestions for beers, and I wanted like, a name brand. I did not want like, oh, I really like IPAs. Well, g- good for you, you hipster fuck. Although I can't lie, I do I do enjoy a good IPA myself. I don't know why I just do. As I'm sucking on a chili dog and drinking my Coors banquet. It's good beer. The stubbies. Uh, I feel like I'm going to turn into an alcoholic. Side note, I feel like I'm going to get a new hobby, and that new hobby will consist of just me drinking alone at home. (laughs) It's a good hobby, right? It's a good hobby. There have been various moments in my life where I thought I was like a step away from being an alcoholic. But then I realized that I'm not. I'm not I'm not an alcoholic. I don't need to drink beer every day. I don't need to drink alcohol to function. Uh, but there were just there were moments in my life where I just drank heavy for relatively long periods of time. I know a lot of people listening are like, yeah, I fucking there were fucking years I can't remember from my drinking. I, it was not like that. But there were moments where I just drank a lot. Uh, Back in the late 90s, I was living with my buddy Rob. Back in the Buffalo, I was doing fucking foster care work. Fucking what a shit job. I don't know if any of you guys have ever done foster care or not, but fuck me, man. It was just brutal. And here's what I'll tell you. These are the people that will be foster parents. They're either very rural or very urban. There's no uh, in-between. You're either fucking way out in the goddamn sticks or you're fucking inner city and uh, the people are like standing outside their door because they're looking out for you. (laughs) They're watching you to make sure that you don't get assaulted. (laughs) 
At least that's what it was in my experience, everybody. And it's basically, it's because foster parents do get paid. And uh, a lot of these people, they're not raking in the dough themselves. So like, oh, fuck, I'll just be a foster parent. Essentially, a lot of it is I will rent a room to a child and I will feed them and I will make sure they got clothes and I'll make sure they go to school. Oh, so then they get paid. There was one foster family I had to shut them down because they were fucking, they were not doing what they were supposed to. They were keeping the money that they were supposed to use and spend on the kids. Like they would get a, kids would get a clothing allowance. They would get several hundred dollars like every six months or whatever. Don't fucking quote me on it, man. It's been like, 22 years since I've done it but you know they would get a lot there would be enough money in this fucking foster family were buying minimum shit they were spending like 50 bucks on clothes just and they were doing other shady shit and I remember we had to fucking pull them in for a meeting with my supervisor and they were yelling at me just being fucking cunts and I'm like, fuck you. Do your goddamn job as a foster parent. I'm sorry that you fucking don't like what you need to do. I'm sorry that you fucking got caught trying to scam none of you motherfuckers. A bunch of dicks. I'll always remember them. They had a brother-sister combo. Parental rights had been terminated. And uh, they had these two kids, the older sister and the younger brother fuck it became such a problem then I had to move them I had to fucking get them in a new home and it was hard for me to find a family that would fucking take them both and I remember finding I got uh, a older single lady like she had been married but her fucking uh, husband had passed she took in the older sister and then I had I remember I had to fucking find another family for the kid it was just the younger brother it was such a fucking fiasco fuck if you if you are a foster parent good for fucking you it is not a goddamn easy job but fuck do at least the bare minimum motherfucker you're not supposed to fucking get rich off of this shit you're supposed to be a fucking uh, role model and uh, provide a safe environment. For those who don't have the Patreon, I started watching a documentary called Stevie. I'm watching it on Tubi because it's for free, but apparently it's on Amazon Prime too, whatever. But it's on Tubi, T-U-B-I, for free. And I I'm, was watching it because... Uh, the young man, Stevie, who, uh, he, it's all about this guy who was his big brother when Stevie was a kid. And then like 10 years later, the big brother's trying to reconnect and he's kind of making a documentary about this kid's life. And this Stevie was just a kid. He was a kid I worked with. He, he the same fucking problems of, a lot of trauma in his life, a lot of family issues in his life. He more or less was raised by his step-grandmother. 
He was in and out of the system. He was in different foster homes. He was in psychiatric hospitals. Uh, as an adult, he's had legal issues. Just fucking awful. I haven't finished it. It's long. It's two and a half hours. I did not finish it last night. Maybe tonight. But I would recommend it to you to watch if you want to see some shit. Because there's some shit. A lot of the story revolves around some charges that he got. And uh, they're not pretty charges. But anyway, I remember back in the late 90s when I was doing foster care, I would come home and uh, me and Rob, we would drink, God, I think we would drink like 340s a night. We would go down to the local market, Wilson Farms, which we would call Willie Farms. We would go down to Willie Farms and we'd get like 340s each. And I would just drink 340s. I would just get fucking drunk every night. We had a, we lived on a second floor of a house and we had a nice porch. I love second story porches because you can just sit up there and people don't necessarily know you're up there. And I just fucking like, I like sitting out on the porch. I, I like being outside like that. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. And there, so there was a period of time like, oh, fuck, you know, I am an alcoholic. And then I was like, ah, I'm not an alcoholic. And I just kind of stopped drinking. So there was periods of my life where I just drank a fucking lot for no goddamn reason. So, but anyway, uh, let's get back to the beer brackets. Do, 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 beer brackets. We got some beer fucking brackets. We got 32. 32 beers that I broke down into, um... Four uh, brackets, four sections, four whatever you want to call it. We got the lager, we got the ale, we got the stout, and we got the IPA. Okay, here we go, everybody. Uh, in the lager bracket, I drew these out of a hat, uh, and I, you know, so we got we got what we got. We got here. I'm gonna fucking lock this thing out real quick sorry everybody turn the sound off there we go bing bang boom in the logger bracket we got number one miller light versus number eight extra uh, guinness extra stout miller light's gonna win that most people don't like stouts i don't mind them i would never go out of my way for a stout uh number two budweiser Versus number seven, PBR, the hipster drink, PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon. Number three, Corona. Versus number six, Coors Light. And then we're going to end it with uh, number four, New Holland Dragon's Milk. New Holland is a brewery here in, uh, in the Grand Rapids, West Michigan area. Versus number five, Stella Artois. All right, so number eight, or uh, sorry, in the ale bracket, we got number one, Miller High Life. You live in the high life? Versus number eight, Heineken. Number two, we got Bush Beer. Versus number seven, Natural Light. Number three, Coors Banquet. That's fucking, that's the winner, man. That's going to fucking win, Coors Banquet. Uh, old uh, podcast co-host Graham Van Baccarino 
has said if Coors Banquet doesn't win, he's going to troll everyone like a motherfucker would. Uh, so Coors Banquet is going up against number six, Michelob. The time is right for Michelob. Let's get naked fucked up. Uh, number four, Bud Light. Versus number five, Killian's Irish Red. I used to drink Killian's Irish Red a lot. That's It was back in the day when you're like, oh, I'm drinking a fancy beer. I'm drinking something fancy, Killian's. All right, in the stout bracket, number one, Yingling. Apparently, it's the oldest brewery in the United States, Yingling. It's based in Pennsylvania. And uh, it's a good beer. I like Yingling. It's good stuff. Number eight, Perrin Black Ale. Perrin is another brewery here in the West Michigan area. It's pretty good. I don't know if I'm necessarily down with a black ale or not, but whatever. Number two, Keystone Light. Versus number seven, Dos Equis. Coming in with a Mexican beer, Dos Equis. Number three, I am probably saying this wrong, but Schaffer Horfer. <laughs> Uh, Schaffenhorfer Grapefruit. That was uh, recommended by listener Anna. Anna! I have no idea what that's like, but if it's got grapefruit in it, and I can't lie, Anna, any beer that has fruit in it, I'm out. I, I want no part of it. Uh, so, Schadenfruit Grapefruit is going up against number six, Hams. That's, a, that's the beer your grandpa drank when he was mowing the lawn. Hams. Number five, Labatt's versus number five, Molson. We got Canada versus Canada. We got some Canuck on Canuck crime. So then we got in the IPA division, we got number one, Bush versus number eight, Pacifico. Number two, Bohemian versus number seven, Lindemann's Lambic. Now, again, another fruity drink. Suggested by Anna, and uh, I can't lie, uh, I've had Lambic drinks before. It's uh, fruity. It is fruity, and I, I don't mind them, though. It's like raspberry, I think. Uh, number three, Black Label versus number six, Founders. And then we're ending it all here with uh, number four, Michelob Ultra versus number five, Michelob Light. So there we go, everybody. Those are the brackets. Which beer is going to be declared the winner? I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Clearly, I would vote for the uh, Coors Banquet. But uh, I'm assuming a beer like Miller Lite will go far. Budweiser might go far. We got any dark horses? I think Labatt's could be a dark horse. Black Label. Did I say that? Number three, Black Label versus number six, Founders. Black Label is the beer that my grandpa, my dad's father, he would drink. He would drink it when he uh, was just kind of chilling, and he would have a saltine cracker, and he would put cream cheese on it. That was his snack, his snack of choice. Saltine with cream cheese while pounding a Black Label. He didn't necessarily pound it. Uh, but that's what that's what he drank and ate. He was a very stern man. <laughs> I did not have, I don't want to say I had a bad relationship with him, but I can honestly say I don't think I had a relationship with him. I don't really have 
a relationship with any of my fucking family members is very weird. Uh, but uh, but it's okay. As an adult now, I'm like, ah, whatever. But when I was a kid, we didn't really live near anybody. We were very far. We were isolated in the godforsaken city, which is what my great uncle Carl referred to Buffalo as the godforsaken country city of Buffalo. Everyone else lived in uh, Virginia or North Carolina and rarely saw anybody. But uh, yeah, Grandpa drank Black Label. So uh, there we go. I will post these later. And then you guys can go vote on Twitter. It is on Twitter, and I just like Twitter better because people can go vote, and then I don't see who votes. Like, when you do a, a poll on Facebook, I can see who voted and what they voted for. And I prefer, uh, in like most uh, voting situations, I prefer anonymity. I don't want to know what people voted for. They can say they voted for whatever. I don't give a shit. So there we go. So please vote. Please like it. Please retweet it. Whatever you want to do. I don't give a fuck. Actually, I do give a fuck. I want you to fucking do what I just said. So uh, last night, everybody, um, I was just look. I had finished watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think for the third time. I watched the entire series for the third time. The last season was only like seven episodes, though. So. Clearly shit was going down. They got one more coming up and then they're done. They're canceling it. So I'm like, ah, fuck. I just like watching a sitcom while I'm eating dinner. And then I don't have to think about things too much. If I am not paying attention, it doesn't really matter. So I'm like, oh, what's a new one I can watch? And I, I, I came upon Shit's Creek on Netflix. It is a show that many, many people talk about. There are a lot of memes in uh, GIFs or GIFs or whatever you want to call it from Schitt's Creek. It's got Eugene Levy, his son Dan Levy, Catherine O'Hara, and then I don't know the name of the daughter, but whatever. Chris Elliott's in it. I like Chris Elliott for the most part. And a lot of people rave about it. They love it! So I'm like, alright, I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to watch this. And I watched the first episode, and it was shit. It was on good. They're all just very weird fucking characters. They're not human beings. The dad is a, a rich dude who seems completely unaware of what's going on in his family. The mom is just a rich bitch. Uh, the son, Dan Levy, is an over-the-top gay character. And the daughter is just a, a vapid, spoiled brat. All very unlikable. The family loses all their money, but at some point in their life, the dad had purchased this town. I don't know how you purchase a town, but he purchased the town called Schitt's Creek. And so his lawyer says, hey, want, you should go live there. You own it. Live there. So they go to Schitt's Creek. They move into the motel. Uh, Chris Elliott is the mayor. And again, just over-the-top, crazy fucking characters. And I hate it. I hate it. So I ask people, like, why, do, why do people like the show? And they're like, oh my god, the character development, this, that, and whatever. 
And uh, I'm like, a lot of people were telling me, like, yeah, you got to push through, push through, push through. It gets better. Um, I have zero interest in pushing through shit. Because I'm always like, when does it get better? It's like the TV show The Wire. People love that fucking show. And I actually watched, I think, two and a half seasons of The Wire. And I kept waiting for The Wire to get better. The Wire was awful. It was not a good show. A lot of people say it's one of the best written shows ever. It was shit. The acting was shit. The story was shit. The Wire was bad. And so then I just stopped. I'm like, I can't get through it. The Sopranos, same fucking thing. I think I watched a couple episodes of it. I'm like, this is all, this is dumb. So it's the same thing, but everyone's like, you got to get through it. I'm like, I'm not going to push through. So what I did today is I watched the very last episode. And everybody was saying like, oh my God, their characters changed. They grew, whatever. And I'm like, no. From the first show to watching the last show, the characters were very fucking similar. The dad, clueless. The mom, self-absorbed. The, the fucking daughter, still fucking vapid and unaware of the fucking son, over-the-top gay dude. It, was, it wasn't good. If you watch Shit's Creek and like it, tell me why. I just don't get it. I'm cool with you liking it, too. Fuck, I kind of got into a... I don't want to say get into a Facebook fight. But uh, there was a guy who took offense to the fact that I did not like Coming to America, too. He's like, oh, you're just a fucking hater. Oh, fuck, you just got to enjoy stuff for what it is. And I'm like, no, it was a mediocre movie that was garbage. And uh, it was shit. I don't care, though. If you like it... Good for fucking you, but it was not a good movie. In the same, I'll say the same thing about Shit's Creek. It was shit. They should take the shit and the extra T out of Shit's, and it would be Shit's Creek. That's what it was because it was shit. Go ahead and like it, but at least recognize that it's garbage. Like Coming to America too, you have to recognize it was not a good movie. You can like it. Like I'll say. I enjoy Adam Sandler movies, the majority of them. I enjoy them. But I also recognize they're shit movies. They're ungood. They're usually not well written. The characters are fucking dumb. Fucking, like, uh, Happy Gilmore. The fucking golf player. Come on, man. It was not, It was a stupid fucking movie, but I liked it. So if you like Shit's Creek, good for fucking you. I thought it was shit. I thought it was shit. I thought it was shit. Speaking of shit, work is shit. I got one more day. I'm working tomorrow, which I can't lie, I'm a little pissed off about because I put my two-week notice in and my days off at work have been Saturdays and Tuesdays. Tomorrow's Tuesday. And lo and fucking behold, these motherfuckers have me working. Dicks. So I'm going to go to work. I'm going to leave. I have a work t-shirt. It just says Coke, you know, whatever. It's a red t-shirt, Coke on it. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to take it off in the back room of whatever fucking store I'm, I'm last at. And I'm just going to leave it there. I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't know if I should do other stuff or not. I've, I've thought about it. 
put my dick in a bottle. <laughs> dick in a bottle. That's what you should do. Uh, we'll see. Today was a bad day. I don't know what the hell it was, but I had two instances today where shit just fell over. Uh, I was the first one I was mad about because the truck driver showed up and he's using one of those electric pallet jacks. So he's just like whipping through because there's no energy on your part. I have this other fucking pallet that's just, I had to remove from the floor to bring back because they're changing their sale items. And so it's just big and it's fucking packed. And this guy turns in front of me and I had to quickly stop. And I stopped, but the momentum of this other shit did not stop. And there's, so there were just fucking 12 pack cases all over. Some had cracked. I'm not going to lie, fucking Coke has gotten chintzy with their packaging. The glue is shit. The cardboard is shit. You can just tell. Like, I even saw it uh, when I worked at Dippin' Dots. Like, the, the packages of Dippin' Dots, they came in boxes. The boxes were, the cardboard was getting thinner. The glue was shittier. You could just tell. But all the shit fell everywhere. But fuck, the goddamn Pepsi guy and the goddamn Dr. Pepper guy, they came over and helped me clean up the shit, which was nice. It was also kind of self-serving because they weren't going to be able to get anywhere because all the shit was in the way. But it was nice that these kids did that for me. They helped me out. But fuck, it was such a busy day. It's fucking 10 for 10, 2 liters. 10 bottles for 10 bucks of 2 liters. And you get the 11th for free. For free! So you get all these assholes coming in and they're filling their goddamn shopping cart. They'll legitimately have 20, 30, 2 liters in their shopping cart. Like, is this all the shopping that you're doing here, you asshole? So that's all it was, is bringing shit out. And I hate some of these customers who come in and they want like a like a very weird product. Like uh, one chick came in today. She wanted the diet caffeine-free Coke. Which uh, I'm not going to lie. I know people like it. There are certain people who like it. And that's like all they drink. And they're very loyal to that. But to be honest, there's few of you out there. So there's not a ton of it. And the, 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 the two, there were only a couple two liters. And the lady was like, oh, there are more two liters in the back. And I'm not going to lie. I did not want to go in the back and look for this bitch. Because she was kind of rude about how she asked. And I was like, no, whatever's there is there, lady. Because, you know, I'm just trying to put out the shit that actually fucking sells. And she's like, oh. And I explained to her what I just explained to you. I'm like, yes, I know there are customers who are loyal to diet caffeine-free Coke. Why are you drinking this shit? You're drinking brown water. If you have caffeine-free diet Coke, it's just brown water. What's in it that you enjoy? And so I'm like, yeah, lady, whatever. And then I went in the back and I found more after she left. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a busy fucking couple days. Well, busy today. And then I had to get all the shit done for my new job. Uh, Friday at 5 p.m., they send me this fucking email like, oh, you're supposed to get this shit done before Wednesday. It was like some weird email link. And I'm getting to it, and for whatever reason, uh, it would send me to this thing where I'm like, hey, here's your email and your password, and then you'd hit correct, and they're like, oh, the password doesn't work. I'm like, well, I don't remember the fucking password. 
So let's change it. And then I would change it and I'd be like, oh, you're blocked for 30 minutes. And it was just this fucking cycle, this never ending loop of the shit. So I text the HR person like, ah, it's not gonna happen. She's like, oh, you gotta do it. So then I called the IT guy and the IT guy's like, yeah, I don't know why this is going on, but you don't need to do this shit till you fucking get in. I'm like, all right. This is awful shit. I had to call another HR person today. They were gonna walk me through it. And I'm like, why are you sending me this shit? Like just a few days, you guys offered me the job like, over fucking two weeks ago, if this shit was so goddamn important, why wouldn't you fucking, it's the first thing you would have sent me, you dicks. So for whatever reason, I was able to get it to work today, thank God. Because it was one of these things, the HR chick was like losing her goddamn mind. I'm like, all right. And basically it was just like, do you accept the uh, terms of our offer? Yes, all right, there you go, fucking Christ. I hate technology. When it comes to shit like this, I hate it so much. It's just so dumb. I told you verbally that I was going to fucking take the job. Why the fuck do I need to do this other bullshit? But anyway, so I start the new job on Wednesday. We'll see how the fuck it goes. I can't lie. I think it's going to be shit. And uh, I've already started applying for other fucking jobs. Is that a good thing when you haven't even started? Uh, your new job and you're already looking for a new job. Ugh. I had a phone interview last week. I thought it went well. The guy said, yeah, HR will contact you on Friday one way or the other and they never did. And it's one of these things of like, I'm okay with you guys telling me to go fuck myself. It's okay. You're not the first a company that's told me that you didn't want to hire me you won't be the last but when you're like yeah we'll do this and then you don't do it it makes me go oh you guys are dicks you guys are dicks you're fucking dicks i fucking hate you fucking dicks anyway all right let's fucking move on what are we gonna talk about all right I like this story because I'm all about street justice. You guys know me. I am a huge fan of street justice. Hence my love for the movie Peppermint. Which I will tell you, yeah, I know it's a shit movie, but I love it. Right? With Jennifer Garner. It's an action movie. She fucking kills everybody. Spoiler alert, she kills everybody. So I love me some street justice. And that movie was some gang members killed her family. And she's just this meek, mousy woman, more or less. And then she disappears for five years. And she spent that entire time learning how to fucking do Krav Maga and shoot fucking guns. And she comes back and kills everybody. Street justice. I love it. But this happened up in Marquette, Michigan, up in the UP. Don't believe that Marquette University is in Marquette, Michigan. You are incorrect. Marquette University is in Milwaukee. I had some dumb idiot on the facial book post something about Marquette University being in Marquette, Michigan. I'm like, no, bitch. No, bitch. It's in Milwaukee, bitch. And then she felt like a dumbass. But this happened up in Marquette. 
32-year-old Marquette man is facing life in prison. Oh, shit, what did he do? Well, he allegedly broke into a home and assaulted a man last month. But uh, the man that he assaulted said, No, you don't, motherfucker. And the, the victim, or the homeowner, he stabbed the assailant. <laughs> I love it! I love it! Uh, during the fight, uh, the 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 uh, the person who was arrested, Alexander Chapaton, what a weird name, Chapaton. During the fight, Chapaton struck the man with two frying pans. <laughs> did he bring the frying pans, or or did he just have to reach on the counter? Or it was like on the stove, like oh, I'm gonna beat you, bitch. I'm gonna beat you with a frying pan, motherfucker. First, uh, let's cook up some eggs and have some scrambled eggs, bitch. But the victim was like, oh, no, you didn't. And he stabbed Chapaton multiple times. So when police finally showed up, what kind of police are in are Marquette, Michigan? You got fucking Barney Fife showing up. Like, I can't imagine cops up in the UP are terribly scary. They said, like, you have, like, one cop every hundred miles in the UP. It's something crazy like that. So feel free to do crime up in the UP. It's going to take the fucking police officer, like, an hour to get there. Both men were injured and transported to the local hospital for treatment. Both have since recovered and were released from the hospital. Uh, apparently, the guys knew each other. What a fucking cocksucker. So clearly he went in with the intent of robbing or hurting the other man Chapaton did. So what an asshole, though. I love the fact that he got stabbed. Again, it's one of those things of like, I don't want to see anyone get stabbed, but uh, you break into someone's home and you assault them in their home with a fucking frying pan? Yeah, get stabbed, motherfucker. Slit his goddamn throat. And apparently this happened at four in the morning, too. Nothing good happens at four in the morning. Even if you deliver a baby, nothing fucking good happens at four in the morning. I'm surprised he wasn't shot. I think it's the law that everybody up in the UP has to own a minimum of 18 guns. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've been in the UP numerous times for casino shows. And uh, not going to lie, not a fan. I know a lot of people love it, but it's like Shit's Creek. Not for fucking me. Not for me. This is for me, though. I love this, and I feel so fucking bad for these people, though. This was an article sent to uh, me by listener Scott McKay. Pennsylvania Scott this was an article about a restaurant in Texas. Texas. Texas is doing what Texas does. And they're like, well, the fucking pandemic's not real. Uh, we're going to lift all restrictions on everything. You don't feel like you need to wear a mask. Feel to congregate with you and a hundred of your closest friends. We don't give a fuck. 
It's weird. You know, in a lot of businesses are like, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah, we're open for biz. Like, nothing happened. Like, there's nothing going on in the world. But some businesses were like, all right, governor, fuck you. Uh, we're still going to do what we do. And uh, we believe in science. And, and we believe in trying to take care of our customers. And uh, the, the minimal thing is fucking just wearing a mask. Right? I, uh, I, I, I can't lie. I think that's a positive thing. A positive thing. There was a restaurant in Houston, Texas... Houston, Texas, one of the cities that got shut fucking down because they don't know how to deal with snow and cold and the fucking power grid went down. But, you know, whatever. Let's fucking all gather together in a restaurant and get Rona. We'll fucking have uh, butt sex and eat uh, burritos and uh, get sick. But there was a restaurant there called Pico's. P-I-C-O-S, Picos. And Monica Richards is one of the owners. And Monica said, listen, bitch. This is what we're going to do, motherfuckers. If you want to come into our place, you're going to need to wear a fucking mask, bitch. And a lot of people are mad because they're like, we don't need no stinking mask. Fuck that shit, man. And uh, so they were threatening to call ICE. Immigration and Customs Enforcement on the local restaurant. Oh, you're fucking gonna make me wear a mask? I'm gonna call ICE, bitch. We're gonna get all your fucking employees thrown out. How weird of an assumption that you believe a Mexican restaurant is going to have nothing but illegals working there. Like, now I don't know. Maybe all fucking people working at the restaurant are illegal, but I, I would never assume that. Fuck, there's probably uh, white dudes and black dudes in the kitchen, right? Like, you're just cooking food. Mexicans aren't the only people who can fucking make Mexican food, you dicks. Picos wrote on their social media that it would continue to operate at 75 capacity, which still seems like a lot to me, and that customers would still be required to wear masks except when eating and drinking. The Richards, Monica Richards said, if people don't want to comply, then they can either take their margaritas to go or come back at a different time. And she's 100% right. Why? What is wrong with people? If this is what the business is saying we want to do, then fucking either do it or go somewhere else, you dumb fuck. It was kind of one of those things. I'm going to look at it like how uh, when I was running comedy at Dr. Grand's, I was the MC there for a very long time. And people are like, hey, um, how do I get like a guest spot? Or how do I like, uh, you know, fill in for you as the host? And I told them, I said a lot of it is signing up for the open mic or just showing up, just showing up. And they're like, okay, okay. And then they would never fucking do it. And then they get mad that they never got like a guest spot or filled in for me. You're like, I, fo I forgot all about you, dumb bitch. The simplest thing is just showing your face, at least in comedy. So at this restaurant, there's probably more than one Mexican restaurant in Houston. That would be my guess. So you don't have to fucking go there. 
Monica Richards says she hasn't received any physical threats. And she said the positive feedback she's gotten far away is the negative comments. That's great. Good for her. Hopefully there are people who are coming to her aid. It's one of those things, too, of, like, it's funny to me how, like, a lot of these customers of restaurants are like, yeah, we want to save the restaurant. We're going to go in there. We're going to sit down. We're going to order a meal. I'm like, you could have fucking had a meals to go. Where the fuck were you for that shit? You know, take out Tuesday, man. Every Tuesday, fucking get some shit. Order some shit. Get the fuck out. Eat it at home. Meh, I don't want to wear a mask. Meh, meh. Dicks. Motherfucking dicks. They're motherfucking dicks. Motherfucking dicks. Motherfucking dicks. Uh, speaking of social media, because all this shit was happening on social media, mad at Picos, whatever. Burger King, uh, they got a bit of trouble on social media for something they posted today. I don't know if you guys knew it or not. Today! Today! was International Women's Day. I, I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, I did not know it was International Women's Day. Um, I don't know what that means we were supposed to do, what we were supposed to do. But uh, Burger King, what they, what they were attempting to do, um, they were trying to encourage women to work in the kitchen. Right? Uh, and that, I mean, that's a good thing. They said they want more women to be chefs, which is weird because when you think about it, like, you think about your own family life, probably, now it's not 100%, probably your mom probably did more, more of the cooking in the house. And maybe you had a dad who cooked. I know in my house, my mom did most of the cooking. My dad would cook occasionally. It was all very basic shit. He was more like a grill dude, or he'd make pancakes or waffles or whatever. You know, nothing fucking crazy outlandish. Mom is definitely more of the cook. But when you think of chefs, it's weird. When you think of high-end chefs, you think of, like, dudes. Right? Am I being sexist in that way? Like, I don't want to be. But I just, you know, chefs. You're thinking like a dude. So Burger King was saying that they wanted women to... um be uh uh you know, get in the kitchen and they actually said they tweeted um they tweeted they said women belong in the kitchen now that tweet alone standing alone just makes it sound like get in the kitchen bitch make me a sandwich you're barefoot and pregnant or whatever you're very kind of backwards and so they got kind of fucking hammered about it and you kind of rightfully so you always gotta be like who who is okaying the stuff right like is it just some dude by himself like hey, i'm the burger king fucking social media dude i'm gonna fucking do whatever i do now i was thinking like wendy's because wendy's sometimes they get a little fucking crazy they'll like roast people and stuff you're like fuck i and i like that i can't lie i do like that they're a little, they're funny and they're biting and they're not afraid to kind of make fun of themselves. But um, Burger King, this is Burger King UK, English Burger King. 
They, they apologize for their tweet. And they said, we hear you. We will do better next time. Someone had a talking to. So it was just kind of funny, though. I mean, women, women do belong in the kitchen. All right. It says here, women belong in the kitchen. This is some woman wrote this, tweeted this. Women belong in the kitchen if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a, a culinary career. And that I think that, that clearly was the intent of what Burger King meant. But when you just have it stand alone of, women belong in the kitchen! Just kind of weird. It's kind of uh, tone deaf, I guess. Whatever. Go cook me a sandwich, bitch. Make me a whopper, bitch. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, no. Uh, all right, I'm going to end on this. I know I got a Florida man story, but it's kind of fucking sad, and I don't want to do it. This guy, he fucking killed the cousin, shot his grandpa and his aunt, and fucking took people hostage. Fucking asshole. So, But I'm not going to do it. Uh, this is about Space Jam. Uh, they're doing Space Jam 2. If you guys don't remember, Space Jam was Michael Jordan teaming up with Looney Tunes characters. You know, Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig and all that shit. And, uh, I vaguely remember it. Not really. Came out in the late 90s. Whatever. And uh, so they're remaking a new one. It's going to have LeBron in it with all of the uh, Looney Tunes characters. And apparently they're already upset about some of the cartoons in the movie. And I think one has already been removed from it. Uh, the one removes Pepe Le Pew because they're, they're saying that Pepe Le Pew uh, promotes rape culture. Because he's just amorous with uh, the cat that looks like the skunk. And um, maybe it's just me, but when I was a kid, watching the skunk being overly amorous with the cat that looks like a skunk. Because it got a white streak painted on its back and so now it looks like a skunk. It never made me go, hey, I, I'm going to go fucking sexually assault women because Pepe Le Pew the skunk did it to a cat. Now, maybe my brain's just a little bigger than other people's, but it, I never was able to fucking think, oh, shit, it's okay for me to do this because of a fucking cartoon skunk. Just so fucking dumb. It's dumb. All right. No one's thinking that. No one has sexually assaulted anybody because of a fucking cartoon skunk. Get over yourselves. If you don't like it, again, that's fine. I'm not going to lie. Pepe Le Pew was never one of my favorite fucking ones anyway. No, he's no one's favorite. Nobody's going, hey, what's your favorite cartoon, Pepe Le Pew? Nobody's fucking saying that. So apparently they caught him out. Another one they're looking to get rid of is fucking Speedy Gonzalez, the little mouse who runs incredibly quick. And uh, apparently he's going to be in it and he's going to be voiced by Gabriel Iglesias, 
the comic who also goes by the name Fluffy. I'm not a huge fan of him. But uh, he can probably nail the character of Speedy Gonzalez. And critics have called out the classic cartoon character, a bilingual mouse from Mexico, wears a sombrero and speaks in a thick accent for playing into stereotypes about Latin Americans. I, what? I don't fucking know. Speedy Gonzalez, what was the stereotype? He was fast and he was a hero and he was a good dude. That's what I remember. I don't remember anything else. What were the stereotypes? He spoke with an accent because he fucking should. English was not his first language, so of course he's going to have a fucking accent. It's very weird. Very fucking weird. Uh, so fucking Gabriel Iglesias, who is from Mexico, he, he is of Mexican descent, he took to Twitter to defend the character in his role. He wrote, I am the voice of Speedy Gonzalez in the new Space Jam. Does this mean they're going to try to cancel Fluffy too? You can't catch me, cancel culture. I'm the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. Whatever. It just seems weird. Uh, I don't really care. Uh, let's see. This is concerning Pepe Le Pew. According to Deadline... There's a scene where uh, LeBron James takes Pepe Le Pew aside to explain the concept of consent as the flirtatious skunk admits that his longtime love, Penelope Pussycat, had filed for a restraining order against him, a troubling statement to come from a child's cartoon. What I mean, they're, it's fucking, the, in this day and age, shit changes, so I'm not surprised that they would have that in the fucking movie, but whatever. It just seems odd that people get so crazy about fucking this. They get crazy about the Dr. Seuss shit. The Dr. Seuss books, that the Dr. Seuss company said, yeah, these books are not appropriate in this day and age. We're going to stop publishing them. And they're all books that none of you or I have read in forever if we ever did. I didn't recognize the, the titles of any of them, I think. Maybe one of the six. Oh, they're trying to cancel Dr. Seuss. Oh, I mean, he drew some very awful-looking characters that just needed to go, and that's fine. This all this other shit. Fuck, people are just dumb. People are dumb. All right, that's it, everybody. I'm done. I'm not dumb. Well, maybe I am dumb, but I'm also done. So I'm going to remind you guys a couple things. Please like the Facebook page and the Twitter page if you can. Please go to the Twitter for the beer poll. I will have the beer poll up later. And then we can find out what's the greatest beer of all time. Please do that. Then I'm going to ask you, uh, well, to consider subscribing to the Patreon. The Patreon is this. It's just more of this. I do the Patreon pretty much every other day. Mondays and Thursdays are the freebie. Every other day of the week, five days a week, is the Patreon. So uh, that's a lot. That is a lot of Patreon, and I only charge five bucks. So if you enjoy this, you will enjoy the Patreon. It's pretty similar. Sometimes I give away gifts to Patreon subscribers. So if uh, you can uh, stop drinking a Starbucks uh, you know, once a day, uh, or once a month at least, you know, five bucks goes to me and not a huge corporation in Seattle. That would be wonderful. So just go to patreon.com 
search Elemental Podcast, hit subscribe. Just five bucks a month. That's it. And then I'm going to ask you to do four other things. First off, I want you to go to Facebook and I want you to check out the Sunday Slaw. That's Adam House and Stephanie Booms. The two of them, they get together and they eat coleslaw. They're big fans. And then they give you a review of the coleslaw, yay or nay or whatever. Sometimes they are in agreement, sometimes they disagree. So go check it out. The videos are not very long, just a couple minutes. If nothing else, just go hit the like button on the Sunday Slaw. And if you live in the East Michigan area, they live near Detroit, and you got a recommendation for them to get some good slaw, shoot them a message, and they might be able to get over there and eat it. Then stay on Facebook and go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Small businesswoman. She's selling uh, baked goods. She's selling crafts that she makes. Coasters, coffee mugs, Rona mask, other things. So go hit the like button on Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Go look at what she has up for sale. Ask her, maybe she she can make something else specifically for you. All right? Worst she's going to do is tell you no. Best she's going to do is like, yeah, fuck yeah, I can do it. And there you go. Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Then uh, I want you to go check out Colby's River Retreat, Cabin Rental Place in Tylertown, Mississippi. The weather down there has to be super nice. How cool is that? You can go rent out the place you and four of your good bodies. It's currently closed, though. It's going to reopen pretty soon. And when it does reopen, get on down there. Split the cost five ways. Go have some fun. Tubing, hiking, whatever. Maybe Space Jam will be in theaters at that time. You can go watch Space Jam and be offended by a fucking cartoon skunk. Whatever. So go do that. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and their webpage. And then last but not least, I want you to go listen to another episode podcast. That's Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine, the two of them. They get together and they talk about movies that shape their childhood. Every Wednesday, they drop a new episode. They have a, a guest come in, come in and they play games and they crack jokes and it's always a lot of fun. This coming week, they're going to be talking about the movie The Mighty Ducks with Emilio Estevez. Apparently, uh, it's, they're turning it into like a TV show, I think, where Emilio Estevez comes out of retirement and uh, he coaches a, a team in uh, Minnesota, I think. So uh, go give them a listen. The following is The Fifth Element. I love that movie. Mila Jovanovic and uh, Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker. Great fucking movie. So go follow them on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So that's it, everybody. I'm done. Consider subscribing to the Patreon. And if you do subscribe, I'll see you tomorrow. If not, I'll see you on Thursday. I'll have some new stories about my new job. So, all right, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you. Have a good one.